I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, dear listeners. My name is Nick Hart. This is the platform of Achtung Millwall. I want to welcome you to Oztung Millwall, from Sydney to the Swan River, from Van Diemen's Land to the shores of Darwin and the Great Northern Territories. This show is produced by Jimmy Webb in Perth and is dedicated to all Millwall fans who have made the trip to the great southern continent, known by some as Terra Australis. Now, if you're living down under and interested in keeping in touch with Mil- fellow Millwall fans, please do get in touch with our Akdung email, akdungmillwall at gmail.com, or via Twitter at akdungmillwall, or indeed with Jimmy Direct. Uh, he's on Twitter at jimmfc, J-I-M-M-F-C. We hope you enjoy this series of shows, and to finish, something I've always wanted to say, good day. On the phone, um, a couple of Mill supporters that um, are good friends of mine and, and I've met up a few times. So I'd like to introduce you to Matthew and Edward. Uh, hi, guys. How are we doing? Yeah, good, Jim. Right, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Um, just uh, just for everyone to know, where, where in Australia are you currently living? Uh, I'm in Adelaide. Uh, and obviously, Edward being my son is Adelaide as well. Yeah, that <laughs> helps. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we're we, we just... Doing the show about Mill supporters living in Australia and the, their memories and games and what they remember and um, you know what how do they keep in touch with with the Mill situation now they're living over here. Um, so I'll, I'll start with you, Matthew, because you're obviously dead. So can you remember your first Millwall game? Not only can I remember the first game, I can tell you the date, the score. Twenty uh, sixth of December, nineteen eighty six. Uh, I was eleven years old. I was. Um, Obviously, I had Christmas at Christmas Day. It was at my nan's who uh, used to live uh, just around the blue. And I pestered and pestered and pestered dad to get up in the morning with his hangover to go and watch us beat Ipswich 1 0. <laughs> and, and Danny Salmon scored. Danny Salmon is a name from the past. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, as I said, uh, just pestered and pestered again until dad finally gave in. 
And being a bit older now, I realise how much of a sacrifice that would have been that day <laughs> with the hangover he would have had. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Edward, you you were born in Australia, wasn't you? Yeah, I was. Yep. So uh, how many Millwall games have you been to? Uh, not many. Four or five. Four or five? Maybe, maybe a bit more than that. Yeah, maybe 10. That's 10, I'd say. Can, can you remember your first live game? I can. Um, it was Millwall Bristol Rovers. And uh, it's 2-1, I think. I think so, yeah. We, I remember we played an absolutely terrible game and we did not deserve the win at all, but somehow got it. But, yeah, sat there. I would have been like, I would have been like really young, wouldn't I? Four, five. Yeah. yeah. I got a picture of him wearing his Lightning McQueen jacket, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I actually remember meeting you, Hogsy, of all places. Was it Mansies and Tower Bridge Road when we'd both flown back for a. For visiting, yeah. was it around Christmas one year, and, and we just bumped into each other in Mansi's Pie Mash in Tower Bridge Road. So, yeah, I think we've um, randomly bumped into each other twice while being back. Yes, and the other one was um, after the playoff final on the tube. Yes, it was. Yes, we on the same carriage, but yeah, we did meet once in Mansi's. Um, it's always one of my first ports of call, so I'm sure there's plenty of people who'll tell me that Armands are better. <laughs> it isn't. So, so how and how do you uh, how do you go about a pair of your following Millwall from, from so far away these days? Uh, well, for me, um, you know, I, I haven't actually haven't got high follow at the minute, um, but I'm still doing the radio when I can. Um, but a lot of the time it is just catching up through the internet, finding out how the game's gone, and speaking to other people. Um, Making sure we catch the highlights as soon as it's yeah. posted. Yeah, um, and the other one is probably my dad's a season ticket holder, so... You know, I've done some of the big games. I've actually called in on the final whistle and been celebrating with him by FaceTime. <laughs> Do you, um, because because of the time difference, and, and listeners might not know that, that I'm in Perth, these guys are in Adelaide, so there's a, there's a two and a half hour time difference, you know, between us two. So for me, now the, now the clocks have gone back, three o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday is 10 o'clock at night, which is pretty good time, really. You know, I can watch that and go to bed afterwards at midnight. But you guys, it must be, what? Then half past one kickoffs in the morning, but um, um, yeah, half past one. But yeah. but night games must be early morning games or morning games for night you. Games, so. Night games work out pretty good. I think they're six fifteen a.m. here. Yeah, yes, yeah, three three forty five in the morning for me. So I don't often yeah, get up so, for very many night games. Uh, it's normally pretty good for me. I'll, I'll get up, listen, um, then half time is jump in the shower, and it's eight o'clock when the game ends. And I'm out the door and work. So so. Who's your who who was your favourite ever player, Matt? Me, um, Alex Ray. Yeah. So um, that would have been about the age when I really started going regularly, and I just loved the way in midfield, and he, you know, he he get forward to get the goals, but he was just one of those tenacious characters who would never say die. And he loved putting in a tackle, and he loved a little bit of argument as well. And, and Edward, your favourite player? Well. I'm a defender myself, so I like a big guard tackle sometimes. So um, I didn't get to see him. I didn't get to see him play much and um, be around him that much. But uh, I've always had a good thing for Sid Nelson and Ben Thompson. Yeah. You know, ben, uh, ben runs midfield well, puts in a good guard tackle, and Sid, well, obviously loves a good guard tackle and will absolutely kill anyone for a ball. So. And and and. For the pair of you, who's, who's your most disliked team? And I think I know the answers. <laughs> I'm going to see. I'm going to find out now how well I've trained my son, won't I? I can go first. Oh, it's got to be West Ham or Crystal Palace or Leeds. I think I've trained him well enough. Yeah, I've got to do that West Ham. 
Yeah. Palace for me have always been a dislike, not really a hatred. I don't see them worth bothering with, to be honest. Um, but West Ham, definitely, hundred percent. And did you have a? Do you have any funny moments from like watching games? Is there is there a certain moment that you you you, you don't forget? You just think, yeah, that that's just you know either a funny moment or a memorable moment. I think um, I'm not too much on the funny side, but I I've told the story many times of um, Keith Stevens doing a slight tackle in the box just before the playoff final with his head. Yes. Um, Diving down the box, I think I've told that story many times of watching that. Um, so that's probably, yeah, I think that's probably my most memorable, aside from obviously, you know, the obvious ones of making the cup final, making auto windscreens final, that sort of thing. Did you get to any of those games, the, the cup finals? I was at the cup final. Um, Edward still has a go at me, but I didn't take him. <laughs> <laughs> I, probably thought, I probably thought it wasn't the place for a one month old kid. No. Um, yeah, I got over the cup final, went with a group of mates, um, and obviously a lot I didn't know as well, and we flew down from Gatwick to Cardiff, which was a little bit of fun. Yeah. Um, I was at the auto windscreens final, I hadn't moved, hadn't moved over here then, I don't think you had either, had you, so... No, no, I was, I, well, I, 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 I haven't, I was still in England at the cup final as well, so... Right, oh, of course you were, yeah. Yeah, I've only, I've only flown back for two playoff finals. Yeah, and then I was at the uh, I was at the Swindon playoff final. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we get back get back quite a bit. Funny, funny moments though. Um, so major ones stick out to me is against Real Sociedad. Um, we bullied the person that dived to the point where he asked to be subbed. <laughs> and um, I don't know which game it would have been, but um, we had the entire stand of Millwall um, screaming at a ginger bloke that was warming up. <laughs> That, 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 that for older viewers or older listeners will remember that that's probably what's called the Paul Birch effect. Paul Birch effect, yeah. If you remember that game when he died, he turned up, and then, I think it was Paul Birch, wasn't it, who, who got the wolf whistles from the, from the halfway line? I think so. I remember Sw- um, swap wings. quite bad as well. Mm. So, and and, and he, he got asked to, he asked to be subbed off, and the poor, poor fella's no longer with us. But, yeah, the, the Paul Birch effect is certainly something that's... Uh, uh, people will remember. And and did you have, you know, obviously before all this uh, coronavirus kicked in, did you have any plans to go back and see a game at some point soon? Well, we were um, considering actually being there now. Oh. Uh, and then those sort of things started to happen. Um, and then we've still, then we're sort of pushing it back. And I've got to be honest here, you know, pushing the bock on it. But as we started to climb the table... I pushed. I was going to push the trip back a bit, thinking I wanted to be there in May, not April. <laughs> um, obviously, now that ain't going to happen. No. Um, we're looking at Christmas for the next one now. Yeah, because so. it's Friday the third of April, so tomorrow was technically the first day where they were hoping to get games played, and you know it would have been a local derby against Charlton, which a lot of people always seem to look forward to, and you know. Not, not one attempt fake, but that would have been three points, as it normally is against Charlton. So, um, yeah, what, what, what are your feelings? Do you think the season will get finished? Uh, I, I actually think that with um, the Euros being cancelled, there's no reason why they can't go late on into the season, into the year now. I think they've got to finish it. I don't see how, to me, it just makes a mockery if, if they don't. I mean, obviously, there's going to come a point where you can't. You know, it's going to, you know, we're still sort of six months, but there's no reason why they've had now. They've had like their end of season break, basically. You know, it's been that long. There's no reason why we can't go into July and August. 
And then if it comes to it, you know, they are professional footballers. There's no reason why they can't play two games a week for the year. Yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, it means, you know, maybe just a one, two week gap between the two seasons. But, you know, I don't want to be that, you know, that nice. But, you know, you've got to look at teams like Leeds and West Brom who've done the goods all year and, you know, and, and have earned the right to go up. Well, I mean, they haven't earned it quite yet, but chances are they're going to. You yeah. know, and even for teams like us that come on this great run, we could make the playoffs. We could still go up as well. Yeah. Mm. How do you take that away? Yep. No. It's very it's very difficult. Someone's got to make a very difficult decision sooner or later and that person better know, make I see, Yeah. I don't see Corona getting better anytime soon to a point where it's that easy to bring it all back. Like, no, like I said, no. it's going to be a very difficult one. I think Corona will go for quite a while and I don't, I think by the time that we're at a point where teams can play again, it's pretty much gonna to be too late to go, let's recover this season. And it's going to pretty much kind of move on. Mm. And, and just one more thing about, uh, fo- f- I'll call it football over here. Um, yeah. It, it's, uh, I, 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 Edward, you're playing, you're playing, aren't you? Um, well, yeah, I play. Well, but obviously. I as well at the moment. Yeah. And, yeah. So who do, who do you play for? I play for a team called Mulberry Vista. And, and before the season, oh, because the season was just starting, wasn't it, for, for you guys? Yeah. So. One game in, currently winning the best and fairest award for me. <laughs> Did you get on on your one game? Yeah, um, I got man of the match for the one game we played so far, and I'm winning best and fairest by five points. So <laughs> that's, that, that's player of the year. And Matt, are you are you are you playing anymore? Or have you have you decided to hang your boots up? I wouldn't necessarily call it playing, mate. But the boots go on and I run around. You wobble around. Yeah, I'll definitely make you see me. <laughs> yeah, I've actually said this was going to be my last year, and I think my last year may have already ended before it started. <laughs> yeah, as Edward just said, though, mate, I say it's my last year every year. Yeah, I think I'm playing. I play over thirty fives, so I'm going to be forty five before I kick a ball next. So yeah. it's probably about time, mate. I think I'm done. And and and, and you mentioned the over thirty fives, and that's the one thing I found was a lot bigger over here. Was that was the over 35s and over 45 competitions. I was amazed, yeah. amazed how how big it is with, over here, Masters football compared to the UK. So, yeah, I mean, my, my uncle played or played vets uh, in England, and that was the first time I'd ever even heard of it existing, because mm. he was playing it. Um, but I wouldn't know if I was back. If I went back, I wouldn't even know where there's a vets team I could play for. No, that's right. And yet, every every so called Sunday team. Has, seems to have a vets team over here, so it's a it's a good way of keep, keeping people fit and healthy into their senior years. And uh, we, I know over here, walking footballs now the, 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 the was the big thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, if you... I know. Yeah, we're talking over here. There's a few people talking that they now want the forty over forty fives league. Yeah, mentioned as well. You know, I think that's good as well because you know there's a few people who you see them running out. There's a bloke, a couple of blokes I play against who've got to be fifties, sixties. You know, and they're trying to keep up. You know, and you think, okay, 35, 35 to 50 is a big deal. Some some teams do struggle to fit numbers with over 35, so like, filling numbers for an over 45 league could be difficult too. Yeah. Like, very difficult. Mm, yeah. But it's, it's it's just just so much bigger here than it is back in back in England, yeah, which, definitely. which that's the things that surprise me. So that's good because it means I've been able to carry on playing. So. <laughs> I, I, I've retired. <laughs> yeah, I've 
up until about three years ago, I was still playing normal seniors. And I remember one game going past, there was an 18 year old defender on me, and I went past him, lovely through ball, and I chased it, and then he got back and tackled me. And I realised that if I can't, bloody, once I was away, I couldn't keep the gap. I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't get chased by 18 year olds anymore. It was embarrassing. Yes, I think I found that with people that were 10 years older than me and I was still getting slower and slower. So that was when it was time to, to give up. So, but, but gents, look, just want to say thanks for your time. I know, uh, you know, and uh, stay well, stay self-isolating. And, uh... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. My next guest on the show for people living down under um, doesn't live in Australia, but he lives across the ditch or the Tasman Sea as most people know it. Um, to a beautiful part of the world in uh, the North Island of New Zealand. So I'd like to welcome Keith to the show. Keith, welcome. Uh, first off, how, how how are you? How's things? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad at all. Just in the process of uh, lockdown, coming up to uh, week three of lockdown, 28 days. Yeah. So do you want to tell listeners whereabouts in the North Island of New Zealand you are? Yeah, yeah. I'm up in a place called uh, White Rary Beach, which is about an hour and 45 minutes out of uh, Wellington City. Which is the capital and, city of uh, NZ, so yeah, not a bad place to be. And and how long have you been living out in the good old NZ? Uh, been living in New Zealand since two thousand and four. Uh, so yeah, sixteen years in uh, August. And so why why is someone who physically did move the other side of the world from from good old UK and Blight? How how did how did one become a Millwall supporter? Because I always say to people, you never really wake up to go. I know I'm going to support Millwall today. Uh, it, it, my old man, my old man was uh, born and bred Millwall, uh, and it's just a, carried on the family tradition, being there on the old man's shoulders from an early age, uh, old enough to go on your own, 
go with your pals. All of a sudden, your pals got more pals, and before you know it, there's a crew you're going. Can, can you remember your first game or your first memories of going to Millwall? Uh, just being on my old man's shoulders, falling asleep. Uh, but and and as mentioned before, standing down the bottom when I was just a little bit old enough to uh, where my old man had let me go a little bit, uh, and having a little toe hole in the in the in the bottom of the terrace and the halfway. Uh, and he's that foothold, so you could just get your head over the uh, the yellow fence. Yeah. Or through the fence. Yeah, that was my earliest. But uh, I think my first game that I can remember with my pals was uh, was Scunthorpe for some strange reason. So that would have been, what, early 70s, mid-70s, do you reckon? Probably mid-70s. Uh, 74, 75, maybe. Yeah, there's, there's, I was just been looking at the records because we did have a quick conversation before this. Scunthorpe at home on January the 5th, 1974, in the FA Cup. That may have been it. Was it 2-1 or something like that? What? It was a 1-1 draw. Alf Wood scored for Millwall. Okay. Well, do you know what's funny? It seems strange. Is that I can really remember the white kit yes. and watching the likes of Bollins, Dumphy, uh, Alfie Woods, uh, Posse, you know, I just, I just can remember that, but I don't know if that was when I was with my dad. So I can't, I don't think I can remember that with my pals. So that must have been double young. Yeah, so they would have been playing in the white kit in that year. So that probably was uh, just, just for the records as well. We, we lost one nil in the replay up at some point. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to that one. Funny enough. <laughs> as I always tell people, I didn't become a Millwall supporter and be a glory hunter at the same time. Oh no, absolutely, and I wouldn't have it any other way. What was what was your last game? In? Can you remember your last game you went to before you moved there? Yeah, I do. Uh, the FA Cup final. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always say that uh, they done that just for me. Yeah, they got there just for me. They wanted to to send me out on a swan song. But the only trouble is, I missed the bloody UEFA uh, Cup. Yeah. That oh, killed me. Absolutely that, killed me. That, that was certainly, an ex, uh, you know, Budapest away was was an experience, believe me. I was it's, able to it's, get it's out. Thanks for that, Jim. I appreciate rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, you, have, you, uh, have you been back since, um, yeah, since yeah, moving I've been, over here? I've, I've been back a few times. Uh, I went when we done Leeds 3-1. Uh, that must have been about God, 10, 10, 10 years ago. Uh, and... I also went Sheffield Wednesday away about three three years ago, and uh, Burton at home. Just we lost to Burton at home. Then, then we lost. That was the season we come close to uh, getting playoffs. Yeah. Where we never lost after that. They lost two games on the spin when I went. Then after that, they uh, they, they never lost. I can hear some someone little in the background. I, I yeah. hope you brought them up to be the, do the right thing and support the right funny thing. Funny enough, I've been trying to get them a Millwall kit. Is one, and do you think I can get one for the Millwall shop? You're having a laugh. <laughs> it's it's sad, but it's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. How how do you get about following the Lions these days? Do you, do you subscribe I, to that? I, 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 yeah, I'm on iFollow. I, I follow. I've, I've been on that. I've been on that since uh, since it came in. Uh, it's about two hundred and about two hundred and twenty dollars a season. Yeah, yeah, and, and and just to let people know, do you have to get up at silly o'clock to watch the games? Oh, or, God, yeah. or have uh, you got a good time difference? Two two o'clock, uh, some parts of the year. Uh, three o'clock, uh, probably about three weeks, and four o'clock for the other rest of the season. 
So yeah, any time between two a.m. and four a.m. And I oh. haven't got, and I haven't got a, an iPad or something, so I watch the games on my phone with a Bluetooth speaker to make it give it a little bit more effect. The, the, the nighttime games though must be really good in your favour. Uh, no, not really, because it's work time. Oh. <laughs> So it's, I'm quite flexible, flexible in my job. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get away with it. I might go somewhere and not watching it on the phone and listen to it on the Bluetooth speaker in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it, haven't you? So, so, so thinking about your Mill's time at watching the, watching all the players there, have you, have you got your all-time favourite player? Uh, do you know what? I used to love Ian Dawes. Uh, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, someone with a bit of flair, you know. Do you know what? Sharing him, I couldn't stand when it, before he become really big. I used to slate him week in, week out when there was about 3,000 of us there. I used to abuse him week in. Loved it. And I'm sure he could hear me as well. Did, did uh, you think he was lazy? Yeah, I did. And he, and he, couldn't, yeah. score, he couldn't score an easy goal. He'd rather score with the outside of his foot from four yards rather than just side foot it in. And after time, it went wide because it had yeah. to be a glory goal. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, but Sheringham was lazy in his early days, and uh, yeah, but he made up for it after, though, didn't he? He he, he certainly did. Yeah, <laughs> one season. I think it was that one season, wasn't it, where he scored what was it, thirty-eight goals in a season? So. Yeah, I think it was a season after I gave him abuse. <laughs> so, so Keith, with um, with your teams, with the teams that you despise, are you in the West Ham camp or are you the Palace camp or are you oh, in the uh, other camp? All, all day West Ham. <laughs> All, all day, you know. I mean, we, we, I've, I've had some experiences with them uh, from the season that they done us three 0 and there was fifty of us in, in, in our end, and they just kicked hell out of us until the end was four, and they didn't want to know. So yeah, and I was, I, I was only a kid then. I must have been about 12, 14, and they didn't care. They was punching who they was kicking or whatever. So yeah, deep hatred, hatred of West Ham. <laughs> Do you have any, any like, special memories of any of the games that you went to, like home games, away games, or, you know, even yeah, away from Hull all day, every day. There, there's, there's no better game. And, it, and you know what? It's not like you've got an all-day memory. It's just glimpses, snippets, because it was just on the piss all day. Coach up. And, and believe it or not, it wasn't the dry coach. So uh, it was just in a terrible state of affairs when we got there. And it just got worse when we got there. Great day. And, and, and doing, do you, the, doing the okie cokey and, and all that. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. uh, knees up Mother Brown, all sorts. Brilliant. Can't beat it. And, and do you get to watch much football these days at a local level living over no, there? Or do you watch no, not all. No, not all. I've been to a few Phoenix games, you know, like the uh, Aussie League. Yeah. The Wellington Phoenix. And it's if it's not your team, it's not your team. There's no passion. There's no heart there. It's not worth it. Waste of time and money. And of course, a big Millwall connection just recently with the Wellington Phoenix with Paul Eiffel playing here. Yeah, absolutely. Years. I've actually bumped in a few times, putting around. Uh, he lives over the wire wrapper. So I've seen yeah. him a few times in the supermarket. Do you get to say hello to him? Yeah, yeah, I've said hello a couple of times. And 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 and, and like over here in Australia, the, the big sport they play is, is Aussie rules. And in New Zealand, it's it's the rugby union, really, isn't it? So, oh, God, it's rammed down your throat. You know, like, like football is in the UK, it's here. Every, every. Every sports channel is rugby, 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 rugby. And I mean, I remember when I first came over here. I mean, I went to the FA Cup final in, when is it, May. I got over here in September and the uh, Wellington Lions, funny enough, they called the Wellington Lions, was in the final of the rugby, which is like the yep. provincial rugby. 
and I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to get that, that atmosphere buzz, you know, I've got, I've got to have that fix. And I went there, 30,000 people, just zero atmosphere. I've come out and cried, physically cried. There was all these people with no art, no passion, no nothing. I went, if this is the best there is, I'm fucked. I, I, I certainly remember when going on a, a holiday a couple of years ago, that wherever there was a, a spare bit of grass, there was always rugby posts up. So uh, you could tell it's rugby, rugby, rugby. I know, I know exactly what you mean now. Yeah, ab yeah, absolutely. And they are, I mean, they say they're passionate about the rugby. They are passionate about the rugby, but they're not passionate at the games. The atmosphere at the games is just shocking. You go to an all-black game, and I mean, they're the best team in the world, supposedly. And you go to a game, and it's just, oh, my God, you can hear a pin drop. There's nothing. Yeah, now, let's, let's get back to Millwall anyway. And, and yeah. One question, uh, there's, there's normally a standard answer. I won't say I want just want to see uh, what your response is, but who was the worst player to pull on a Millwall shirt, did you say? Oh, God, we've had some bad ones, haven't we? Jesus Christ. That's pretty much what everyone else says. Oh, <laughs> uh, but but there's there's two that stand out, really. They're foreign and they're Russian. <laughs> you, you weren't keen on the Russians. No, not all. Not all. But did anyone actually see the Russians play? Did they actually get a game? I think they was just off before they even started, weren't they? They were shocking, man. Awful. Absolutely awful. One, in fairness, I will come to their defence. One was slightly better than the other, but it wasn't really saying much. Uh, no, no, <laughs> both bads, but one was obviously it's always going to be one better than the other if there's two of them. Yes, but equally bad. Did, did, did you? Did, will, so if if you if someone so would you rather the, the, the two Russians playing in your team or someone like Bobby Barry and Ricky Newman because they're normally I, two that always come to play. I didn't. I didn't mind Bobby Barry. To be true, well, he was a bit of a grafter. He worked. Yeah. Uh, but the Russians aren't out wage thieves. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Overweight wage thieves and all. And pretty much drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, have you got any other Millwall stories that, you know, you, that, that always come to mind, you know, when you sit there and reflect on, you know? Uh, what, legal ones or, or illegal ones? Whatever ones that's, that, that come, <laughs> whatever ones that you're happy to say. Oh, uh, oh, uh, there's just too many to mention, honestly. You know, when you're backed into a corner and come out with one story, it's just you just get overloaded with with yeah. with days out, and you know, I mean, it, you could get mundane things out, like uh, Brian Hamilton's uh, equaliser in that free-free draw at Tottenham. I, I was, I must have been ten, twelve, and I was with my uh, my mate and my cousin, because my cousin was Tottenham. And we was in the Tottenham end, and he went, whatever you do, don't jump up if you score. <laughs> I'm 10, I'm 12. Me and my mates just jumped up, and he was like, no, what are you doing, what are you doing, what are you doing? You're going to get smashed, you're going to get smashed. Couldn't help it. I yeah. mean, even at that age, emotion and the passion just shone through. I, I, I was always told once there was a story, and I think it was the same game at, at White Hart Lane, where the Tottenham supporters... Brought in a tin of paint and threw it over to the Millwall supporters, and some some wise wag caught it, took the lid off, and then threw it back. <laughs> I can't remember that because I was in the bloody Tottenham end, right <laughs> over the other end in the corner. I can't remember that till they stay. Can you remember where I was sitting? I've always been told that a few times. I always think it's quite funny that what you know, if you're going to throw a tin of paint with damage, take the <laughs> lid off. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's like that uh, bloke a couple of seasons ago when someone threw a flare over. 
and he picked it up and started smoking it like a, like a lardy, didn't he? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> how funny was that must have been? I'd love to sing that. Did you, did you, did you uh, ever have, talk, talking of oppositions, did you ever have a, a, a player from an opposition team that you just absolutely despised? Paul Mariner. <laughs> How many score against us? Was it three or four against that six-one okay. drubbing? Six-one, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, probably him, Paul Mariner. Uh, any, anyone from Leeds uh, and West Ham, for obvious reasons. Julian Dix. <laughs> probably Julian Dix, because he was West Ham through and through, when he through and through his blood. Well, he did start at Birmingham City, didn't he? As well. Yeah, well, I don't care where he ended up and, and where he was. And, and... <laughs> So, so that you, 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 let's go back to whole city. We've, we've been promoted to Division One. Yeah. What memories have you got of that, that division? Did you, did you go to? Pretty oh, much God, yeah, yeah. I was actually in the uh, forces at the time. Right. Uh, and I, when we beat QPR at home, three uh, two, we went top. That was actually the day of my mum's wedding. My mum got remarried. I'd, me and my girlfriend at the time went to the wedding. The wedding was at twelve. I left my birds with my with my mum and stepfather, and I went to the game, <laughs> and I went to the reception after. <laughs> and, and funny, funny enough, a couple of weeks later, she finished me. I can't understand why. It, it was obviously never to be, was it? No, no. What a selfish cow, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing season. And and Liverpool away. Uh, yeah. I, I got nicked before the game at the station. I got got in the game at half time. Uh, that was a funny day. God, it was just full. That that season was just. It was, yeah. And and the second season we played Man United, uh, and I, I think was it three one or something like that, or five one or something stupid. Five, I think, yeah. yeah, and 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 we equalised, I think, and we were still cheering when they scored again. But uh, I remember getting off the coach. We got a coach up, and they dropped us off right at their end, and there was like fifty of us because we was on the coach, and it was like shit. <laughs> we're on their end. So it was like, we're going to have to front it up or we're going to get bashed. Mm. So it's bold through them. You know who we are, what you're going to do. You know we are, and, and just called it on. And we just strolled through, mate. Didn't want to know. Thank I God for that. Could have got right bash. I think my biggest memory of that season was Highbury with Les Briley's. Oh, yeah. That, that disallowed it from 30, 40 yards. Yeah. yeah. For, for Sheridan was offside, but absolutely didn't interfere with play whatsoever. It would have counted these days. Yeah. And and do you know what? One of the games I um, really regretted that I never went to. Arsenal away when we won 2-0. Oh, in the cup? Yeah. I, I, I remember going Cambridge away in the cup. Uh, it was a Tuesday night. It was freezing. It was windy. And we lost. I think it was an own goal. David Thompson's own goal. Yes. And, and I went... I'm not going again. I'm sick of this shit, and I'm not going. So I probably had eight, ten years. I'm not going. But I didn't even go to the last game at the Den. No, no. Totally lost interest after that game. Then when my old man became ill and he had a season ticket, I went, oh, I might as well use that. That was it. Bang, season ticket every year after that. It's funny saying that you, you know, about going in the home end because that Arsenal game where we did win two 0 I was in the North Bank in the Arsenal end that night. Um, my my good friend is an Arsenal supporter, so we had that spell where Arsenal and Millwall kept drawing each other, in the cup, and, and the agreement was, uh, well, I used to get him a ticket for the, you know, come sit with me, and that night at Highbury, he says, oh, I'll go and get you a ticket for, a, you know. So we we was in behind the goal 
in all the Arsenal end. And I remember the first goal was the Mark Beard's goal was was scored, and you sort of restrain yourself. And there was a there was a few more supporters in that that, that end as well. But when Kennedy scored, they kept yeah. repeating it on the screen after the game. Um, <laughs> and everyone's leaving and I'm not moving. I'm just watching it. And I'm just, I'm, all I can remember is the whole of the away end was packed still. And every yeah. time Mark Kennedy scored that goal on the screen, it was another cheer and another cheer. And, and, and eventually a steward came up to me and said, excuse me, sir. And I was like, are you talking to me? He says, oh, we believe that you're maybe a Millwall supporter, an Arsenal supporter, and you're in the wrong end. And I went, yeah, you're right. This is why I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And this is like 10, 15 minutes after the game's finished. Uh, yeah, fine, mate. I'm on my way. Yeah, thank you very much. See you next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that was, that was, you know, being kicked out of a game 15 minutes after it's finished. It's the only time it's ever happened to me. So, well, I think on that note, Keith, we've had a great chat there, great memories. No, lovely, mate. I really appreciate the call. It's been great talking to you. Oh, all right. And I, I really am hoping that the Gremlins. Have, have stayed away this time otherwise we'll be talking to each other again in a minute no that's fine mate feel free you know where I am yeah, yeah we'll do I've just tried to remember the time difference <laughs> yeah we'll do alright mate thanks All for right, your mate. time you take care you good luck Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.